0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for tuning in to the 26th official episode of The Booth with your boy Isaiah. As you guys know, I go to Concordia. I do this beautiful podcast at CUTV. That is not the only fee levy group. If you guys don't know what fee levy groups are, there are groups that aren't necessarily funded directly from the school, but they allow students to get free meals. They allow students to rent equipment, like I'm doing right now. And for the case of SEED, which we have two representatives from SEED right now, send you all the way to Africa. So ladies, introduce yourselves, please.
1: Amazing, so my name's Kamina Harrison. I'm SEED's communications coordinator. So if you slide in our DMs, it'll be me who hits you up. You're already going about sliding (laughs) in the DMs. Hey, that didn't take long. All right,
0: okay, and uh, how how about you? Are you also gonna do a slide in the DM shout out?
2: not really, I'm just <laughs> going to be more simple. So my name is Hawa Keita, and I'm the executive director of Seed Concordia, or Seed.
0: Okay, so why don't you tell me exactly, for the people that don't know, what is Seed? And Seed is with the a C, guys, okay? So let me know. What is
1: it about? So basically, Seed provides like three-month internships in northern Uganda, in Gulu. Mm-hmm. And northern
2: Uganda is in East Africa, by the way. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, And basically, those three-month internships, we have multiple projects we offer, uh, documentary film, we offer radio, so a communications and advocacy project, um, entrepreneurship project, uh, environmental sustainability. And basically all these projects allow Concordia students to basically partner up with Ugandan students and work on community development projects uh, there in Gulu. But we also do so many other amazing events um, and things on campus uh, that really build skills, whether in communications, kind of things related to our projects in Uganda, but here at Concordia as well.
2: I just wanted to add that we try to also raise awareness about sustainable development challenges, Mm -hmm. not only like um, in the local scale, but in the global scale and getting to know like, What it's like to be uh, in an emerging countries and how do we face um, like challenges such as climate change or um, inequality right so yeah
0: okay so you guys have been involved with seed for how long
2: uh, me it's since May 2019 and what
0: about you
1: September. Since
0: September. Okay. Yeah, 2018. 2018. Okay. So, and what you guys were telling me is that you guys have been around the entire organization. I think it was for 15 years. Is that how long it's been since Uh, you guys started? 13 13 years. years. Okay. Amazing. Can you tell me? Obviously, it's incredible that you're sending students all the way to Africa. So tell me the students that go there. What is their experience? How do you communicate with them once they go? (laughs) Do they send you back videos? How does it work exactly?
1: Yeah, so over the 13 years that we've kind of been involved, um, seed, you know, part of Concordia community, Uh, there's been over 300 Concordia students who've had the chance to go abroad to northern Uganda and work on these projects. And basically, um, there's always staff with them there, but about 10 to 12 students of Concordia um, each year go, and on these projects, um, they'll be working hand-in-hand with Ugandan students, um, developing basically community projects from kind of ground zero in terms of like doing the plan and everything, and then the staff is there to support them um, doing these projects, and it's really hand-in-hand with Ugandan students and the community.
2: Yeah, and also like what we aim to have is like having this connection between okay, Canadians and, uh, like, abroad, um, getting to be more open-minded. And also, like, uh, what I really love about CID, it's not because I'm working there, but what I've learned about it before, is that they try to have, like, a different... setting on how like nonprofit organizations do in um, emerging countries okay so like really giving the leadership to the locals and like getting to uh, like listen to them instead of imposing our own ideas of what uh, they actually need okay. or like about development so yeah
0: would you say that this opportunity for the people that have gone do they come back change because I know a lot of times when we talk about people going let's say on trips abroad, let's just say sometimes they go abroad to get abroad or a couple broads (laughs) and i feel like with this it's a little bit different than let's say if you're going to australia or something like that i feel like this is a lot more about learning about a different culture learning about different people from yourself and then taking their values that may be different than yours but you can also take something from their values and apply it into your own life do you feel like that's what a lot of students get out of it is it more so that aspect or is it more so that they just enjoy the beauty of where they are you know you guys were showing me pictures and the planes are, are are beautiful i mean i've never been to africa it's a
2: pearl of africa by the way yes so
0: tell me what do you feel is the main thing that students get out of being able to go there
1: I would say it's a combination of everything. Anytime I talk to alumni, because often they're, you know, helping us as volunteers during events um, or any outreach we do, and their feedback is across the board from, you know, they have a week off, so they also get to travel and experience Uganda kind of in their free time. But they also, you know, experience Uganda through this internship. And I think a lot of them get back not only like soft skills, but hard skills too, in also the things they're studying. And so what's was great. I actually just came back from Uganda in August. woo! And nice. um, I'm a communication student. And so I was able to, you know, you know, be in charge of seed Uganda social media. I was able to, you know, grab videos and photos and start my own projects there. And so it was really amazing to be able to work kind of in the field that I studied. And I think that most of our applicants are, you know, building skills in what they're studying, which is a really, you know, kind of a rare opportunity that we get to, you know, do kind of build what we're learning in the classroom but outside of the classroom um, in something that's so like accessible and so different than a lot of other projects offer yeah
2: like and also like always the best way to learn is really being on the ground of course um so like also I've been speaking to like several alumnes and some of them told me that this program actually changed like where they were supposed to do their master Mm. or like where they work yeah yeah and like uh, some alumnis even like created some NGOs still there in Uganda or even in here uh, related to uh, the project that they have been done be able to do uh, in um, in Uganda and also I want to add uh, like we talk about the internship that lasts for three months mm-hmm. but also in order to make uh, the experience a little bit more different is that uh, during the winter semester um, interns are encouraged like I would say to have like pre-departure course and we sensitize them about like different aspects such as uh, cultural gap, um, like open-mindedness and all of those things so that so that they can be actually be prepared.
0: For when they go there, they, they don't have this closed mind of not understanding the culture and then therefore they can't have the best experience that they can.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So how do people sign up exactly? Because I know, like you said, it's an internship. So how does it work?
1: Great. So we actually just finished application process. Mm-hmm. Woo! Um, <laughs>
2: amazing. For next year?
1: Yes, exactly. For
0: next year, yes. <laughs> Tell me.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So for the summer of 2020, basically interns, what they do is they apply online. Mm-hmm. And on our website, you can find the form. And there's different steps. So the first step basically is sending in your letter of intent, um, sending in also uh, your CV and your school transcript. Okay. And all those three things kind of give, you know, a rough picture of what a person, what their interests are, what they've already done, what their experiences are. Because um, we want people who, yes, have experience in the field, but also just show a general, you know, open mindedness, uh, an ability to adapt and all these things we're hoping to get from their letter of intent right. um, and so after that first kind of step then we do our first round of interviews um, where we ask kind of more in-depth questions on like you know how would they react in this in this situation right. um, and then after that we have our selection process and we yeah. select yeah 10 lucky uh, concordian students okay. Okay. So
2: 10 to 12 actually
1: 10 to 12 yeah. okay
0: so once you selected those 10 to 12 people what's the next step celebration celebration <laughs> while we go pop (laughs) bottles is that it isn't it expensive to go to Africa can't afford that okay so celebration okay after the celebration okay then what's next what what happens after the celebration as I was saying after you recover from your hangover you know (laughs) what what do you do what do you
2: do so as I was saying like there's a a pre-departure course um, so like where um, interns have a training it's actually optional to have a credit on that but there are actually like some courses um, that uh, they have to take in order to be informed um, they also have readings uh, related to like the subject of the courses and right. international development, um, and also uh, we encourage them also like to do fundraising. We support them to apply for uh, some bursaries in order to participate to that. Because uh, something that we have to mention is that um, like you have to take your flight, even if the the program is like cheap, you have to pay for your flight. That I mean. was
0: one of the things I wanted yeah. to ask. What is the money? What is the money? Aspect of it, how, how much do personally you guys provide? And then, in terms of the students, how much do they have to pay?
2: Uh, like, uh, in general, it's, it's like, free. Between, no, no <laughs> it's not free. You get <laughs> an internship, you get an internship, <laughs> get an internship. okay, Oprah? Chill. Yeah, but like, for three months, it's like, uh, between $2,700 and $3,000. Okay. So, like, vaccination, travel, like the flight, the accommodation, the food, uh, the equipment for the project, so right. all of that. Um, I just also want to mention that thanks to the fee levy, uh, our program is actually very cheap uh, compared to other organizations where you have to work for, I don't know, six weeks and you have to spend like more than $6,000. Wow. So, uh, like, yeah, the price differences are like not comparable.
0: I'm glad that you brought up fee levy groups, okay? Because yeah. uh, recently there has been something at Concordia in terms of. Uh, something that will affect fee levy groups um, and that is the online opt-out option. Now, obviously, as students, we are usually pretty broke. But point being is that the opt-out gives students an opportunity because in our tuition and all the things that we pay, all the fees, part of the fees that we pay actually help pay for the fee levy groups, right? Equipment, the things that we're doing right now, like this podcast with some of the equipment that we're using. But... Recently, the vote actually just passed today. They voted yes in terms of having that opt out process online. Now, personally, not a fan. Now with this, obviously, students, if they just we know that our attention spans are shit. So you read, oh, um, save thirty five cents or eight cents. They're going to go, yeah, well, fuck it. Why not? Let me just opt out of this. But then what you don't realize is, let's say if you opt out and then let's say you come to C U T V TV or you come to seed or you go to people's potato and they don't have the same amount of selection that they did before you were part of that reason so tell me how you guys feel about what has happened in terms of the online opt out
1: yeah so i can only speak personal my personal experience right. but literally just working for a student fee levy and also being a student at the same time i think kind of gives a balanced perspective of i wasn't really against online opt-outs in themselves i do think it is you know harder for people to make informed decisions when it's so easy and so convenient just to click a button um but you know it does raise things like accessibility and so i was just more concerned with like students already like it's very hard for them to get kind of informed if it's in an online process Um, but it should be accessible i think a lot of people were kind of torn between those two things Um, and then me myself as a student like even last night i like lost sleep on this because i was just like The repercussions are going to be huge all across for all the student fee levies, you know, losing 30% of a non-profit's budget, you know, so it's not like a profit that, you you know, it's a loss. It's actually a loss of services, a loss of staff. Um, We were just saying at C, you know, it's kind of like the salary for, you know, all our staff. And so it's quite substantial what the losses could be. And so I think, yeah, it's a very tricky decision for students to make in terms of, like, what is more important, like sup- like supporting things that maybe either you benefit from or another student you know benefits from right. um, for the ease of just being able to click a button exactly. and opt-out.
2: Yeah, so like hearing online opt-outs uh, seem to be, like, from an external point of view, seems to be, like, not that impactful. Uh, however, uh, when we see the analysis and all the impact that it can have, like, on the different fee levies is like, actually truly important. And uh, something that I've learned in that um, election is... like <laughs> having an informed voting is actually uh, challenging of course it is and like we have seen it like even like in other countries in, in terms of politics like in a larger scale uh, we have realized that sometimes we vote for something that we don't necessarily understand the consequence of it um, so yeah I as uh, Camina was saying, I'm not against online opt out itself. It's just the way it has Make Be sure people wrong. are
0: informed. Exactly. The exactly. process of how they let people know was not done mm-hmm. in the way that, first of all, allowed people like you guys and myself, who are part of fee levy groups, to inform as many people as we could. Because it's even surprising, honestly, thinking about how we only had about a week to inform people that we were even able to get mm-hmm. a 30% uh, vote against it, which is very impressive considering we only got really informed about it a week or maybe two, a week and a half ago. Um, And I actually was just reading from the Concordian which is also a fee levy group when you guys realize all of these newspapers, they're fee levy groups as well. They said that in an anonymous statement from a Concordian from the Concordian, a CSU member is accusing the executives of trying to increase executive team power while fostering a culture of inter-faculty tension. Such big words. But point being is that it feels like the opt out has secondary goals, that the primary goal is not what it seems to be. It seems that there's other agendas at hand. And I think that's why a lot of people feel a little bit uneasy about how the entire thing has transpired. So hopefully we'll be able to we'll see what the impacts are going to be because right now it's only day one. So we have to wait until until we get all the information, see exactly what budgets are going to be cut. And then from there on, I think that we'll be able to better assess what it's been able to do. And like I told you guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give myself a shameless shout-out for Concordia coverage. That I'm Planning on doing a video about that because I think it's important because it impacts student life. And that's as a Conco- as Concordia coverage as what we try to do is report on things that impact students, things yeah. that impact Concordia and things that are either positive or negative. And personally, I think it will negative impact imp- negatively impact us yeah. so i think that that is a really big thing
2: yes and also i wanted to mention that uh when i was asking like to other students like what do you think about this campaign most of them didn't even know about oh yeah they is. had no idea they uh, had no idea what they were voting <laughs> and for and yeah. like what's funny is that those people were actually using the services right so for example i've met someone um like in the whole building talking about like this campaign and the f- online opt-out for Phil Levies. And I've been asking him a, a simple question, do you know Phil Levies? It's like, I have no idea. And then I said, I've talked about CUTV, and he's like, oh yeah, actually I always go there. So <laughs> she's Couldn't even uh, make the connection. <laughs> <you know? laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah it's like uh, what you're doing is is really good like getting informed and knowing like what it's like and like the consequences and the different community that we have in it yeah but like yeah I'm just saying
0: (laughs) thank you oh you see you have to cut my compliment short oh okay All right, I appreciate it and obviously for the two of you it's important I think you guys are obviously the program for SEED is a great thing and you guys are informed as well so I'll return the compliment Mm. you guys are doing a great job and that's I'm gonna leave it at that so Ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening to the 27th. Who knows? It might be the 28th, 29th. We'll do it in post-production episode of The Booth. Ladies, thank you so much for sitting with us, and we will talk to you soon.
2: Thank you, Isaiah.